Okay, so today's stuff is up your bet and we start a few lines down. So we're talking about the Machloket and the Mishnah regarding the boat as it's coming into Eretz Israel. Would the, um, and if it's still within the Tchum, is that which grows on it? That's what we discussed. So Amrab Chagai, Rabbi Huda Kadate, Rabbi Huda holding like his shita. There's what? That he holds Kadate, the Rabbi Huda Potter Bamaim Shlefishain Bahen Mamash. Now, what's this relate to? This relates to the sugar of the and I think we've touched on it once before. And that is if one's property is limited in their movement on Shabbat, much like themselves. Okay? <clears throat> it's just as you can't go outside your tchum of 2,000 and what, so to your property can't. So what happens if there's multiple people that have multiple different tchumim, and they will combine their various ingredients to make some bread? Well, that will be limited to the common area in which all of them can walk. Now, the, what Rabbi Uda says is the person who contributed water that doesn't limit the movement of this end bread that's made, okay, or this end product that's made, because because it sounds like here we're saying that ein bahen mamash. So therefore, the havamir of the gemara is is once the this ship banks up against the water, sorry, banks up against the shore. Even though there might be some water in between, we say that water in between ein bahen mamash. That's why, as long as it's basically by the shore, then it would be considered that which grows it considered growing in Eretz Israel, okay. However, the Gemara said, well, that doesn't make sense. So, Amarav Abin, Lo Mistarva, the Lo Machalpish Tatei, sorry, Lo Mistarva, just made a Dela, not Dela, Dela, Machalpish Tatei. In other words, if you're going to say that, then you're going to have to switch it shit out around. Meaning, if you say the whole Sparra of Yehuda in that Sugir is because Maim in Bamamash, then we say Loyata Svina Goshesh, Kemisha Svina Goshesh. Then you would think you'd have to say Rabbi Huru holds like the Chamim. Then even if it's not bank up against the, the, the shore, that which grows in it considered already Mechubah Lakarka. Because if you recall, in other words, before we said that Chachamim hold as long as it's within Tchumar, it's Israel, this boat that's floating in the ocean, that that which grows in it is considered Chayven Trumas um, Amasra. But if we say now the whole Svar about that Rabbi Yehud is Lashitate, that what? That the, uh, that the water in Mamash then Rabbi Yehuda would agree with that shita. Then we'd say, if you would, if despite the fact this boat is floating, we'd say, oh, the, the water is if it's not there. And it's in the Africa. But so that's why it must be a different spar, a different reason that's going on here. I'll read Rabbi Chaim here. He says, wouldn't matter if the, the boat's against the shore or not. Because the water's not a hefsek, according to the way you just explained him in Beitza, Rabbi Yehud in Beitza. So how you explain in Beitza, how you tried to line the two together. It's not similar. It doesn't make, they're not similar. Why? Why? There, why does Rabbi Yehud say the main in Bamamash? It doesn't impact the, if you like, the tchum of the combined bread. That is because it's absorbed in the Isa, but in the Karot, it's not recognizable. You can't see, you don't notice the contribution of the water at all. So, in Chashuvim, it's not considered Chashuv, Li to limit the the tchum of that bread for, by the person who contributed the water. Aval hacha pshita. It's obvious hachmaya hefsek that the the when the according to Rabbi Yehuda, when the boat's floating on the in the ocean, close to Israel, that that water's a hefsek like avir. But once it's again the banks up in the ocean uh, on the on the shore, yes, it might be a bit of water in between. That's not going to have hefsek at all. But what the what the the Chaim points out is that 
why the two cases different? Well, they're going to be completely different. See why the review has got a completely different reason why he's machalic between when it's on the shore or on the banks, as we'll see soon. Now we say, according to Rabbi Huda, if the, if the boat isn't against the shore and it's still like floating a bit, we say, in the Yam, we say, So therefore, since Rabbanan, it's no different to an Atzitz She'in Rakub, like a potted plant that doesn't have a hole in it. So therefore, both of them are banan, the chiyu of separating from the master. So therefore, tormim emena ala tzitzchein and akuv, and matzitzchein and akuv. Therefore, you can torim, you can say the haprasha from the master from one and the other, because they're both chayev midirabanan. Okay, so that's already a new law we learn anyway. There's not as if it's it, well, not really new, but we understanding that when what Rabbi Huda says is that when it's floating on the ocean, it's like it's basically equivalent to an atzitzcheinu sheinu nakuv. Okay. Now we decided that honey This fits in also with other shit that says if you've got a pot of plant that doesn't hold it, hole in it, it's masrot amahalachaminumidurabanan. Meaning the truma from such a plant, or the products that grow in such from such a plant, since it's truma midurabanan, it doesn't affect maduma, meaning it will just battle a barov. You don't need a hundred times to battle it if it gets mixed up in cholin. And similarly, if, if a non-cohen eats this Truma that was separated from something that grew in a, in a pot plant that doesn't have a hole in it, which is again truma derabanan, he wouldn't be chayek to pay chomesh. So if you remember, we said if a non-kohen eats truma by mistake, he has to pay the principal back plus the chomesh, plus his extra 25% of the, the principal value. Does this so, apply uh, to hydroponics as well? Does it apply to hydroponics as well? Because it's considered, is it considered, um, I'm not sure about the whole thing of hydroponics. I presumably it's considered Munutak Minaharat. So it's like a Tzitzchenonakov. So presumably it's a bit Trumas Amasad Barabanan. But again, I really no expertise in his Bichlal in that area. Okay. So Revila Bishem Rabalaz is a Hakonat Tzitznakov Besuria. If someone purchases a Tzitznakov in Surya, okay. Now in Surya, we say the land of a Goy. Is part of from but the land of a yid is chayv from That's a, again the interesting area of Surya that David and conquered before the full conquest of Eretz Israel, and therefore, it's certain in certain respects, it's like Eretz Israel and certain not. Okay, but you bought an atzitz nakuv, a pot of plant on happened to be on the land. Even if you didn't buy the kanak, the the karka tachtav underneath it, so the land still belongs from a goy. However, but the land above it, you did buy. How can you have a land above something? Well, very simply, let's say this pot of plant is inside a cave, and we're talking about the roof of the cave of above it. So the land, the inside of the cave is still owned by the goy, and the roof above it you purchased. We say then you be chayvet from a So the chiddush here is an atzitz can your neck, if you like, draw sustenance not just from that which is below it, also if you like, in this interesting situation of land that's above it as well, and that would be enough to mechayiv you to separate trumas masrot. From this atzitz in Surya. Okay? Okay, it's an atzitz naku. The issue is it has to be on land that is owned by a Jew in order to be chayv from a He were learning even if the land is above it that's owned by a Jew with your neck, minakar can be chayv. Okay, that's lechayv from a masrot. And it says, afilu natuna even if it's propped up, say it's on land and it's propped up off the ground on pegs. The af rabbi udamodeva, and never rabbi would agree. Now that's very interesting because we just we've been saying till now when it came to the Svina, the reason why if it's not banked up on the shores is because the water is like Avir and it's as if it's off the ground and therefore it's not your nekmena aretz it's not considered attached to the ground and that's why all the that which grew in the Svina and this boat is part of the Trumas 
But here we've just said, if you have a pot plant that's got a hole in it, and you do prop it up from the ground, so there is a vir that's mafsik between the plant and the ground, then Rebbe Yehuda says, you are chayven trimasamatra. So that's going to force us to uh, reassess how Sfarah we've been apl- applying to Shira Rebbe Yehuda about this boat that's floating in on its way to Eretz Yisrael within the Tchum. Why is that part of a master? Because we just said having a vira air that's breaking between the plant, if you like, and the ground is not a problem. So the Gemara, that's why the Gemara says, okay, ma bein ola bein asfina. What's the difference case in Sfina now? So it says, Sfina ola vioredet vizumekomahu. Okay, he says it's different. A plant stays stationary. A boat is moving along. So what difference does that make? I read it, Rukhain. He says, Sfina ola vioredet. Sfina nami lo lav mishruma mafsik. So, in other words, the issue with the boat moving, uh, the, sorry, the boat in the ocean, that's, again, within the Thumar Varit Yisrael, the Rabbi says it's Patra Trumasamastra, it's nothing to do with the fact that there's air, if you like, separating between it and the ground, right? Which is what we've been saying till now. Ella, it's something else. Because it's moving every moment, up and down and moving along, as natural as naturally the boat does. That's why it can't draw sustenance from the ground. It's only if it comes against the bank, because then it's stationary. Because it's not moving. But a, a, a pot of plant that's propped up. So that changes everything. We've just basically just um, redefined the, or re-explained, if you like, the opinion of Rebbe Huda. The issue with this bodice that's within the tchum coming in is not because it's Taviris Mimafsik, it's because it's not stationary. Because it's still moving, it's not going to be considered drawing sustenance from the ground, and that's why it be part of Trumasamasra. Presumably, Chacham, you disagree. Okay. So why, why shouldn't it draw sustenance while it's moving? Not sure. Not sure. Don't know. I'm not sure. Or, or I'm not sure if it's a, a biological phenomenon or it's considered a halachic phenomenon, where it has to be stationary, considered to be attached to much draw sustenance. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, let's continue. Okay, we said a, a bread or dough that's needed with made peyrot is important. We said before, let's look at the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that in that situation, it's chayevet bechala, you have to separate chala. But you can eat it with um, with tummy hands. Why? Because it was nirushaba made peyrot. It's not, we said at the time, it's not susceptible to tumah because it hasn't yet come into contact with the seven liquids. Okay. Another Gemara is going to assess all that. Rabbi Yossi Barchanina says, says Amar, uh, uh, so Amar, that's the Rebbe Laza ben, ben Yehuda Ishbartuta. That is only the Shitra Rebbe Laza ben Yehuda, ben, Laza ben Yehuda Ishbartuta. Because it's a machlok, it is as, as follows. Detanina Taman, as we learn elsewhere, that um, Rebbe Laza ben Yehuda Ishbartuta Omer, Mishum Rebbe Yoshua, he said in Yeshua, Pasal et Ula. Rebbe Akiva Omer, Mishmo, Lo Pasal el Makomakao. What's he talking about? This is referring to a um Ari Rukhaim, actually. He says Pasal he says Pasalut Kula. He says Tful Yom. A Tful Yom is someone who it was Tameh, went to mikvah, but until nightfall he's still a Shani Latuma. And it's saying Shinaga be Isa and he touched some dough that was Nilushaba May Peirot that was kneaded together with May Peirot. We say is Pasalat Kula. Now this dough we're assuming is like truma, and it, because it's Shani Latuma, and the fact that tar- just one little part of it, it affects the entire thing, makes it all effectively Pasal Truma. Despite the fact it's only touched, we're not saying he touched, he only puzzled the party touched, Mishum, that the fruit juice that you use to make this dough is Mechaber, combines it all into one mass. Okay? 
And obviously, we're talking about an Isa that's already susceptible to Tumar, otherwise nothing to talk about it, meaning the was already um, susceptible to Tumar, and we'll talk about when that actually happened. Okay? Rabbi Akiva Pligi and Rabbi Akiva Schoilek. He says, the Sfirule ain't made peyot chibulu Tumar, that the, the fact that the dough was formed together with made perot doesn't combine it all, such that it's one mass, such that it's, they've totally untouched, it'll puzzle the whole thing. Therefore, it's only puzzle makom magal. Okay, so I'll just read it inside again. Rabbi Yudish Patuta says, "Omer Mishur Rabbi Yoshua Pasal Etkol Rabbi Kibbutz Al Omer Mishmo." He says, "It said it's a machlok again in the name of Rabbi Yoshua." Lo Pasal El Makom Makol. It only puzzles the place. Now the Havamina is, is that is May Peirot something that's Mechaber. Okay, so the Havamina of the Mishnah at this stage is that the fact that Rabbi Kibbutz is May Peirot is not Mechaber would also imply that it's not. What? It's also not combining the dough to be chayiv and chala. Okay? That's that's the Havimit. That's why I say, that's why the Gemara is saying at this stage, ah, Mishnah must be Rabbi Laza ben, ben Yehuda. Okay? Now, Rabbi Shimon adds one point. He says, ma pligin, when's the machloka? That's behuchshura, where all the flour, if you like, became susceptible to tumah. In other words, they came into contact with one of the seven liquids like water. First, v'chakach nilusha. And then was kneaded together. Why? Shemei perot machavan lehuchshura. I read you, Chaim. He says, not lachshir, it's lachshira. Shemei perot osin chibul isa shuchshira kfari, he says. Lachshir veton agam miktata koneh bekula. In other words, provided it's already susceptible to tuma, that's when we say the mechaber all to be one mass, if you like, such if it all fully on touches part of it, it affects the whole thing. That's when he says, demei perot chibur. Aval im nilusha, if it was needed together, vacharka chuchshira, and then only after it, Say some water fill on some of it to make it susceptible. The meiperot is not; um, it doesn't combine it together to mashir the whole thing. Okay, so that we're dealing with. Don't let's let's lose track here. So far, we're dealing with two concepts. One is hechsher and chibur lepsul. So hechsher, we say meiperot and mechaber, meaning everyone agrees that if it was nilush meiperot and then some water falls on some of it, it's not going to machshir the whole thing. Okay, so the machloket then between Rebbe uh, Lazar ben Yehuda Ishbartuta and Rabbi Akiva is where it's already susceptible to tumah. And the question is, does meiperot machaber such that if a if a tefulyum touches part of it, it will pass all the whole thing or not? Now, and again, the assumption was sorry that that aligns perfectly with our discussion in our Mishnah that it's only our Mishnah that says that meiperot dough made with meiperot is chayv v'chala is only the shita. That says that um, that may perot combines together all together to fill psul, which is which again is alazar in Yehuda ish patuta. So now Rabbi Chia b'Shem Rabbi Yehuda says no, it's different. I call he af al gab the Rabbi Yehuda amar tama in peirot mechavan latuma. Despite the fact Rabbi Akiva, if you like, is more machmir to say that the may perot doesn't combine it together for the purposes of tuma. Modu hacha he agrees. Here, in other words, universally accepted, Shemei Perot Machavran Lechala. The May Perot does combine something to make Lechem, if you like, this dough to Machayev the whole thing in Chala. In other words, don't confuse the laws of Chala with the laws of, if you like, uh, relating to a Tvulyom, which is like um, different law of There's a different explanation why there would be a Chilak between them. So Rabbi Rabbi said, Rabbi Yashem Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, Ein Lecha Mechaver Elo Shivata Mashkin Bilvad. No, so he now is cholik. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says the only thing that combines dough together is a shiva mashkim. Meaning, what are the shiva mashkim? These are the seven liquids that can affect hechshin. Okay, so so Rabbi Yossi Bayi. Oh, so this is a question. Rabbi Yossi Bayi, ma itamit. What are you saying, this on? Is it lechala or latuma? That's a question of the Gemara. 
Is he, is he saying that it's not mechaber? Um, you need only shiva mashkim mechaber for chala, or is he saying it's only shiva mashkim mechaber for tuma, like we say, like actually the Rabbi Kiva? So in Tamer lechala, if you say that it's he, that it's that it's only for chala, then kosher can it will also be for tuma? Because we said before, if you recall, we said in Shiva Rabbi Kiva that even though that the the shiva mashkim are not mechaber for tuma. There were mechaber bechala because it's easier if you like to mechaber bechala. So if you say Rabbi Yeshua says you need the shiva mashkim to mechaber bechala, then kosher can you need the shiva mashkim for tuma? You would really rekiva in shita tuma. However, in time el tuma, if you say that's for tuma like shita rekiva, halachala lo. Maybe it'll be just like we explained shita Rabbi Yekiva. If you like, just like Rabbi Yochanan and explain Rabbi Yekiva, that for halachala is different. However, Rabbi Yonah says shita le it's obvious lechala and kosher can tuma. That it's pshit, it's obvious that uh, within Shit Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, that he says that only Shiva Mashkin that you make dough with would be one would have to separate chala. However, importantly, if you made like a fruit juice dough, so flour mixed with fruit juice, you wouldn't be chayv to separate chala, according to Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yonah Kadate, Rabbi Yonah says, now here, there's different ways to explain this because there's a lot of names here, and but um, the Hagot says that. Datani b'shem Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai that what Rabbi Tarfon Omer ne'mar kan chala v'ne'mar lahalan chala chalat lechem shemen. It says here we're referred to as chala, and by the korban um, toda, I think it is. So v'kikar lechem echad v'chalat lechem shemen echad v'rakik echad misala matzot asher pnei Hashem. There the chala is referred to something that's mixed with what? With oil. So ma chala sh'ne'mar lahalan asuyu b'shemen. So just as there, even though it's only talking about one ingredient, but just as there, it was the chala was referred to something mixed with oil, so too when it comes to the chiyuv of chala, it's anything that's mixed with oil, or called the damila. Called the damila means all the shiva mashkim could have had heksha, anything that also shares the same halachic uh, qualities with it. The shem and achal mishiva mashkin, and that's why he says the shiva mashkin. So what's interesting to what comes out of this sugya is if someone made dough, this is really a brachalka between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Shua ben Levi, uh, whether if someone made dough with, say, fruit juice, whether they're to separate challah or not. And it seems in machalka, it goes machalka to the Rishonim, because it's a question of do we pass on Rabbi Shua ben Levi or Rabbi Yochanan, and it comes into halacha as well. And what's interesting here is that um, some shits, again, it also continues the achronim. It sounds like if someone did, I think we're sort of machmed that, that, that if someone did make um, dough with fruit juice, and not with water or things like that. Enough to separate chala. You'd separate chala, but without a bracha. Some people say you do make a bracha without a bracha. What's really interesting is that I saw this. Saw this in Derech Hamuna. Is that what if someone? Why, why is it recommended not to do that? To make dough with fruit juice. That is because what do we do nowadays with the bringing tamer? We take the sep we mafrish the chala, and you're meant to burn it like something tamer, like it's tamer, like because it's truma that's tamer. However, if the wheat itself hadn't yet become susceptible to tumah, and you make it with fruit juice, that means the chal you separate is going to be tower and you won't be able to burn it. Because why? Because it's not tamer. It's still tahor. And you can't give it to any kohen because no kohen, all the kohen are tamer. And as a tamer, they can't eat chala. So that's why, like, that's why they're saying nowadays you've got to be very careful because otherwise what you have to do, you wouldn't be able to burn it. You'd have to like bury it or f- find some other way of disposing it. Or, or dealing with it. That's why they, they, they would, uh, that's why I think, again, I saw this it's interesting, Sugya, that that's why even though the, there's a debate, should we make a bread with fruit juice and things like that, with your chayim chala, do you separate with or without a bracha, things like that. 
would you separate it all? That's again all the different shit. Still, you, you run into the issue of okay, even if you do separate, what are you going to do with the challah? You can't burn it like normal challah. It's challah tahora. You can't give it to anyone. There's no congregation either. So um, again, it's, in the answer is to double wrap it and throw it away. Correct. Well, that's a clever way of doing it. But what's interesting here is that we did, that's that because you're disposing. I think disposing of that trauma that's tamei. Or challah that's tamei, if you want to call it. Here it won't be tamei. So, you know, that's an interesting... Anyway, again, we don't learn halakha from this, but I just got a bit... Uh, went on, got a bit excited about it, so I just I looked in a bit... Okay, let's continue. Ha'isha Yosheva. Now, this is talking about a woman. She's, if she can kotze challah, she can separate challah, even if she's um, not wearing any clothes, even naked. And we said that's because she can cover up her private parts as she's sitting down and make a bracha, whereas a man cannot do that. There's no way he can sit on the ground and cover up his private parts when he's naked. So it says as follows. Rabbi Yossi B'Shem Reb Shabtai said that Reb Chia B'Shem Reb Shimon Ben Lakish said that Lachala only tadaim Adam Malach Arba Milim. For Chala to hafrasha v'tahara, or nitilak yadaim as well, someone has to walk four mil. Meaning he can't rely on the other means of saying eating bread without doing nitilak yadaim. However, because beyond that, what would he do? He would uh, he would simply take the bread and wrap it up. So his hands aren't touching the bread. Okay. Rabbi Babal says that B'shem Rabbi Yossi ben Chanina had a detema lefanav. That's only if it's going forward. Okay. Meaning he's walking in a particular direction and the water you could access is in the direction he's going. If it's four mil away, say approximately four kilometers away, we say, okay, don't wash your hands yet. Don't eat. Just wait till you get to that location and then you can wash your hands and eat it. Avala Chorav, if he's past the previous washing point, we say, ain matrichen alav. According to Reb Chaim, it says, You don't bother him. What he can do, he can simply um, take, wrap, wrap the bread up in some sort of cloth and eat it that way. When it comes to challah, the person can mafresh, can mafresh the challah betuma. What's interesting here is the, what is it? The Rosh Zulio quotes the Bavli, where it says, We don't, it's not, like Reb Chaim explained in the Bavli, it seems to suggest that you, you, it's within a mil, within a kilometer. Okay? So let's continue. Now we ask the question, okay, what about Shomre Ganot or Pardisin? Mat Abid Lahun, What about people that aren't traveling? All these halachas in terms of if you've got four mil or one mil back, four mil forward, one mil backwards, applies to someone who's journey. What about someone who's a Shomer Gina, someone who's a, a watchman in a in a paradise in an orchard or uh, some sort of vegetable garden, and he's not going anywhere? What is he like? Is he like someone who's traveling? Is it like Kalefinim Lacharayim? So we say Nishmina Minhada, I can explain it from this case. Now here, the Gra actually takes out what we're talking about and says it's referring to a different case in the mission of the one quoted in the Gemara now. He says, I'll read it inside. He says, Aisha, now here's the part we we're saying in the Mishnah, she tvulat yom, tvulat yom. she's a tvulyom, we said in our Mishnah, Lashat Isa, she's able to knead the dough, the kotze and separate chala, umafrashita, and, and put it to the side and not declare a chala, and then declare a chala, not touch and make a tummy. Okay? Which is interesting. So again, woman at home, even though she's tvulyom, she can sort of use this uh, very creative way of separating challah without making a tummy. Okay? Now we say, the Gemara says, Vahada Isha, back to Gemara, law, betoch, beta, yoshevet, but a woman, she's at home, she's not traveling. Nonetheless, we say that she can just do this uh, way of separating it, and she didn't have to go and look for a friend who's Torah to come and separate it for her. Ah, so we see quite clear that someone who is stationary, the comparison, the demands on him is equivalent to, to the demands placed on some going backwards and not 
demands of someone who's traveling going forward. So, she so because we see in our Mishnah, we were lenient to allow her, if you like, to do half Russia without saying, go find a friend. So, so to, in case of Shomri, do not depart us in, we wouldn't, and it doesn't have water, water accessible, according to the Pachat Pshat of the, uh, of the Yerushami, where Abchaim explained it, he could just wrap his bread up and eat it. Okay? And this is also kind of important as well, this distinction. Okay, let's continue. Tani, Hamaim Shlipnei Amazon, Rishut. So main rishoni, meaning the water, the, the water we wash before we eat bread, that is a rishut. Third to rishut. The Gemara is going to question why it's called a rishut. Veshel achar amazon, but that what we call is mai machronim, we have washed our hands before we bench. That is a chova, chova mishum sakana, because the mai machronim was done because of the uh, they had a, the melach stone, the very potent, potent salt, and it was dangerous for going someone's eyes. It could be quite fatal and things like that. So therefore, they um they they were attacking mai machronim. So what's the difference between Maim Rishonim and Machronim? Elashia Rishonim Notelo Mafsik. Vishnim Notel Vaino Mafsik. What's Mafsik? So Ma Mafsik. What does it mean Mafsik? What it means break? So Rabbi Yaakov Baracha says Notel Vashonim. When it comes to Maim Rishonim, you wash your hands once and then Shone, you do it again. Why? Because the first washing is to matar your hands from being Shinein Latuma. But yet the water on it's still Tameh. So you wash it again and it washes it off. Okay. That's that's what that means. Mayim Rishonim, you don't tell all mafsik, meaning you've got to Rishonim. But Mayim Rishonim, you don't need to do it twice. You just pour once on each hand, and that's sufficient. So the Gemara says, all right, one second. Rabbi Yaakov Baravik says, by notel Rishonim, you're placing demands on the person to do it twice. One's not sufficient, yet you call it a Rishut. So the problem that the Gemara has here, is that not that it is the language of Rishut. Rishut means you have a choice to do it or not. It should use the lashon of mitzvah instead. Now, there's my rishon mitzvah, my rishonim chova. So, in other words, if you're saying that you have to shone, you have to do it twice, how can you say to rishon? The language of rishon doesn't make sense. And in Dubai, my arba million, you're trying to say that someone has to walk four mil to, if he's traveling in a particular direction, to a particular direction in order to find water to do with that's like a dime. And you want to vatam out rishon? You want to call it rishon? No, it makes more sense to say my rishonim mitzvah because otherwise, if it's just rishon, like it's optional. Then there wouldn't be a demand to, if you're traveling direction to, to not eat your lunch until you arrive at the destination where you can uh, do my rishon. Okay. Samra Biako Baridi Allah Rishonim Nechol Basar Hazil Val Shnim Yatsa Ishami Beta. Veyeshomim Sheneher Gug Aleha, you've got Shloshat, Shalosh Nefashot, that some say Nefesh Echad or Nefashot. What are we talking about here? This is again the famous Gemara comes up above a few times. Meaning, on Maim Rishonim, because of Maim Rishonim, because a person didn't do Maim Rishonim, he was fed Basar Chazir. And that is because of the story there was a Chenvani, a shopkeeper who would sell Basar Shchuta to an Israel and Batar Trefa to a Batar Chazir, if you like, of non kosher meat to a non Jew. And what Humabashil would cook it up and sell it. And I'll read you Rukhaim actually. He was shopkeeper, Israel, cook it up, and feed it to people. meat. came and he assumed, oh, you didn't you must be a guy. So therefore, I'll give you the Basar Trefa. Or in the coin of the Gemara, I'll give you the Chazir. Okay? So that's how because of because of my Rishonim, someone or not doing my Rishonim. Someone has fed Basar Chazir. And what was the case with Mayim Achronim would end up being fatal? A reader of Chaim says, Again, in the first parak of Yoma, it says, They gave, they entrusted with this person some property. 
It was uh, sorry, sorry, um, some money. Lemachar Amar lehem. He says, "Lo adavar melam." You never gave me anything. You denied the fact they had in their property. Ra'u adashimi saw some lentils. They saw some lentils in his mustache. Halchul leishto. They went to the wife. Ba'amrula ba'alich amash natshetitni lanomot. They said, "You know, your husband told us to give our money back." And you know what? Just so you know, we're not tricking you. He gave us a siman that you know what? Last night for dinner, you ate adashim. Okay, so in other words, because he didn't do May Machronim clean his face, they used the fact that he could see his dinner to do what? To convince the wife to give back the money back. And, they, and she gave him their money back. When the Baal heard, Ahmad Vigishan went up and said, you gave him the money back? I'm divorcing you. However, also to clean their, the mustache and their face as well, be a dime to Bukhot, then the Adashi wouldn't be there. No, it's because he didn't do my machronim, they were able to use the fact they could see what he what he'd eaten for dinner last night and use that as a secret to, uh, to to trick the wife to give him their money back. And he came back with so upset and divorced. There's another shita by this by by the way that says actually Yeshromim Nehergu. Then he came back and ended up killing her. And he says Nefashot. So I think one understanding is that in in the end um, that he regretted it and then killed himself. And so there's different explanations. But in 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 um. In the Yoma and the Gemara, it says Nefeshachat, not Shalosh Nefeshachat or Nefeshachat. Okay, let's continue. Now, we're talking about the fact that a woman can separate Chala while she's uh, naked. It says, Hada Amra Agavot En Bahem Mishumaribah. The fact that we're satisfied with her sitting on the ground to cover up those private parts to separate Chala must mean that her buttocks itself is not considered Erva. Otherwise, I should make a bracha. You can't, you're not covering up everything down below. You should only be considering covering up the private parts. So how did that amal livracha? That's only if you make a bracha. Avalabit, if someone's looking at the location, I feel of kosher who asur, even in, in, like in, in, anything would be asur. Kada the tiniest is a mistakel ba akevashil isha. If someone looks at even the heel of a woman, latanu, if you like, that's mistakel ba beit rechem. That's looking at the private parts. Ba mistakel ba beit rechem. If someone looks at the private parts, kilu baaleh. It's even more serious violation if he's had relations with. Okay, shmuel amar kol biisha erva. We find the concept of a kol, the voice of a woman. Can be considered an erva. Okay. By the way, um, we we assume that means like a singing voice. But um, and here Rashi says we're talking about just for kriyachma. You want to say kriyachma, but also elasulishmokalanashim. The ones not allowed to hear uh, women singing. Okay. Let's wait. Explain. So matam. What's the you know matam in in Yerushalmi all means? What, what's the pasuk to, to as support for this? It says vaya mikols nutav etechenaf etaharetz. This is from Yirmiyahu. So. The Mfatshikum um, explained it slightly different. The call doesn't actually mean voice, but here it sounds like the call znuta. Because of the call of znuta, of uh, znut, if you like, that's Techanefatarat. Uh, Techanef is uh, the land was flattered, but, but there's a lot of different ways of explaining it. But it seems to be to understand this is a suggestion that uh, Kolbi Isha is actually something that's uh, considered can lead to znut and therefore a Kolbi Isha error. Assume that's what, but interesting that my father should be quiet on this one. Let's continue. Ravhuna Amar, Omed Hu Adam Al Tsoa Someone's like, if there's Feces on the ground, he can stand on it and daven. Despite that, provided that he's not barefoot and his foot's not touching on it. Or oh, there's, a, I think, a break in between as well. Uh, if someone went to the toilet and didn't wipe his uh, his rear end, also be asur. Okay? So, you've got Rabiosi here. Hada, Milta. In other words, despite the fact he didn't say it explicitly, 
this that about someone who went to the toilet didn't didn't wipe themselves, they wouldn't be able to daven. It seems to imply why the Rav Huna Amar Rav Huna says Omed who Adam al the person can daven standing on again some uh, some feces provided that his basar isn't touching it. There's a space or is wearing shoes. Mashma what if his basar was touching it then he wouldn't be able to daven. Ah, so that makes sense as well. If follows Yashav is someone to the toilet, but Lokinach didn't wipe himself. There's no different that his basar, his flesh is touching the feces. So it's no different to the other case from which someone is standing on top of feces and not be able to daven. So again, it makes sense. In others, even though he didn't, didn't explicitly state that case, it follows reasonably that any t- if touching anywhere in the body, be it under your foot or on your rear end, then one wouldn't be able to daven. Okay. So that's a share today. Have a good day, everyone. It's a shame we pick up tomorrow.